With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Australian Open podcast. I'm with Steve Tigner, who's down in Melbourne. I'm Ed McGrogan here in the U.S. Uh, you know, depending on where you are, this is heading into Monday night or Tuesday morning uh, Aussie time. Regardless, we're at the quarterfinal stage. Steve, you'll be obviously going down there uh, shortly. I just want to get your thoughts on just a couple matches today, some quick hits. First on uh, Lee and Rodwanska, which is a match I know you're going to be writing about. What are you looking for in that one? Oh, that's a good match. I think that's a, that one's a hard one to call. Rodwanska won, um, beat Lee this, earlier this year, but it wasn't easy. Um, Rodwanska's been playing well. She played a good match. You know, she's, she hasn't lost a match this year, first of all. She's 13-0, and she played a good match. Good match in her, her last round against Anna Ivanovich. Lina is is sort of um, there's not hasn't been a lot of talk about her. She's you know won pretty routinely. She has a new coach, and that Carlos Rodriguez, Justine Hennon's old coach, and that seems to be um, helping. It's helped you know maybe for the last half year. So um, I do think Radwanska looks pretty good. Her serve is, has improved um, surprisingly. It, her first service seems to be much better, um, so that could be a big factor. What what, what she does with that first serve because her second serve is still weak. So um, I would take her in that match, but um, that's that's definitely a highlight of the of the quarterfinals. The other one for today, uh, just another you know again quick thought on maybe is Djokovic and Burdich in the evening, and that's um, you know Djokovic of course coming off the the great match of a rink of five hours, and then you know talking about Burdich. He's a player who, it's basically this part of the slam, the quarterfinal stage, and usually when he gets his first really big-name opponent, he hasn't backed down, um, you know, lately really against him. This is where he beat Federer last year at Flushing Meadows. He doesn't have a great record against Djokovic, of course, but, you know, what do you see between these two? Does Burdich, you know, do you think he gives him any trouble tonight? Yeah, this is, you know, this is one of those ones where you look at the way Burdich has been playing and look at the way he's been playing over even the last year and, and the way he beat Federer last year, and you think, okay, now he he has a chance here. This is this is really a good shot. But but it's unfortunate for him that he's playing Djokovic. This is just this is the one guy he really struggles with. He's beaten him once in I think I think Djokovic is at least eleven and one against against Burdich. Um and Burdich just doesn't like to play him. He says it's he says he's it's just it's so much more work to play Djokovic than any other player. He can't blast him off the court on a good day the way he can somebody like Federer uh, or even Murray. You know, Burdich plays Murray pretty well. Um, so, and, you know, two years ago also Burdich came into 
quarterfinal against Djokovic here playing really well, and, and Djokovic beat him easily in that match. Two of the sets were 6-1. And also, as far as Djokovic's um, fitness is concerned, I don't think you know, what, what Burdich's trainer was saying, that he's, is, they're not... Consider not even factoring in the fact that Burdich played this five-hour or Djokovic played this five-hour match two days ago. They think that that's not going to matter at all. That this is just going to be a normal, you know, match that 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 won't even really you know unless it goes unless this goes deep into a fifth set or something that that won't be a factor. So um, you know, I I don't think there's any reason to think that Djokovic won't win this uh, despite despite Burdich you know otherwise being such a threat and playing so well. Well, let's stay with the men as we go to the rest of the quarterfinals. And the other half of the draw is where you see Murray and Federer. And those two um, couldn't be couldn't have had different experiences, I think, up to this point. Murray gets um, – he continues kind of, I think, largely a soft draw going against Jeremy Shardy, um, clearly the surprise quarterfinalist of the bunch uh, on the men's side. And Roger, you know, even though – as you said yesterday, he's gone through really uh, sort of a murderous row of, you know, as they say, tricky opponents, guys like Tomic, um, Raonic in the third and fourth round. And he continues that with arguably one of the toughest quarterfinalists he could have faced in Sanga, a guy who he's lost to actually at this stage before. But as you said, just as Murray has gotten through pretty much unscathed, really so is Federer, um, despite such a big difference in their competition. Yeah, Murray has had you know he's had the really had the good luck. He played um, Simon after he had played a long match, and now he plays Shardy, who upset Del Potro. Um, so there really hasn't been you know that's been a it's been a fortunate situation for him. Federer was fortunate a little bit last night. Apparently, Raonic after the match said that um, he he had been injured and he had actually had thought of not even playing. But but otherwise, Federer has looked good. You know, he's taken care of some potentially tough opponents pretty easily um and now he you know now he has a little he again has a little tougher quarterfinal with um Sanga. i guess it just depends on the you know the what theory you have of whether it's better to be tested or whether it's better to be to be having easier run and, and have rest um i don't think either way it really matters by the time they get to their semifinal that'll be you know that'll be a match on its own, and, the, and the, how they got there won't won't really matter. And I anticipate a good Murray Federer semi. I, I was just confirming that you do indeed think those two will prevail. But I, I, as I said to you last night, I think that that semifinal should have happened is shaping up to be something really special. The way both those guys are looking, Roger particularly against, as he's shown the past few rounds here, I think that really is going to be the. Um, you know the magic could kickstart this sort of big four talk again in um, in 2013 at their first really intra meeting there. Um, on the women's side for the, the the second slate of quarterfinals, you have two matches that I think look really nice on paper and of course potentially could be really good in practice. That's Azarenka against Kuznetsova and Serena against Sloane Stephens. I guess what I have to ask you about those is do you really do you think that um when these play out that these might shape up to potential hype with them? Kuznetsova um, beat Wozniacki in kind of a back and forth match but really outlasted her in the third set seven five. 
gets Azarenka, who just came in um, off a great fourth rounder against Vesnina, but a really pretty poor third rounder against Hampton. And then Serena was even more devastating against Karolinka last night, winning 2-0. and Gets Sloan Stevens, who, like Kuznetsova, um, played a really, um, you know, trying fourth rounder against Jovanovski. So, it, you know, there's a lot of similarities between these two matches, I think, in, in, in many respects. Um, you know, what do you think of them, really, when it all comes down to when the, the balls are struck? I think the one that could be a good match, um, and possibly an upset, probably not, but is um, Azarenka Kuznetsova, because Kuznetsova, we know she can win Grand Slam. She seems to come around every, you know, four or five years uh, and play well after after not doing much and seemingly being out of the game. She'll, she always has that ability to beat pretty much anybody, she, you, know, you know, as beating Wozniacki was not a not a bad win, and it's been a surprise. She had to qualify for the tournament before this one. So I think she could surprise, you know, she can hang with Azarenka if she's playing well. Uh, Serena and Sloane Stevens, that's a little bit more on paper and probably in practice a, a mismatch. Um, you know, we know Sloane Stevens can hit the ball, but I think Serena will be motivated to, to win that match in a similar way that Federer has been motivated to beat the younger players just because. You know, I think that's something that the an older champion like that takes pride in, and and she'll be she'll be up for that match. Um, so that one is more difficult to see an upset there. All right, we uh, we're going to let you get to the to the grounds pretty shortly for today's quarterfinals. Like I said, look for um, a report on Lee and Rudwanska, among other things, from Steve down at the Australian Open. Uh, thanks for listening, Steve Tigner. I'm Ed McRogan, Tennis.com podcast. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.